This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Some of the best days for fly fishing happen to be the worst days for fly fishers to be outside, and that's because of the weather. It's the rainy, snowy, miserable days when the fish are feeding the most. The moisture triggers the insect hatches, which cause the fish to go into a feeding frenzy. My wife always says, why do you fly fish? Because that just seems miserable to me. But if you're not prepared for the weather, you're definitely going to be miserable you know, instead of having the time of your life. So today we're going to talk about weathering the weather. Well, that's a clever title, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, that's one of your better ones, Steve. <laughs> well, seriously, fly fishers will have a much better, much safer time if they are prepared for the weather. So, Dave, what can you expect from the weather when you're fly fishing? Well, just about anything. Certainly, if you live in the West, um, that's especially true. Uh, just recently, uh, Steve and I were out in Montana, and it was the end of July. It was elbow to elbow on the Gallatin, although we never fished the Gallatin. But it was hot. It was um, it was one of those days we were, and so we decided actually to go and fish uh, Tower Fall. And um, when we started at the top, and before we hiked down that little trail, it was what 80 degrees, yeah, 85 degrees. It was. Degree. It was warm and I think do we both have shorts on I can't remember yeah I think so uh-huh. but yeah. um, by the time we got back it was 25 degrees less and it had actually rained while we were back into our honey hole and I remember being chilled back there thinking holy cow how can it go from 80 degrees to 55 degrees did you fall in again <laughs> <laughs> maybe no, I did. It, it was, and maybe it was I didn't. a cool, wet day. It was. <laughs> it was a cool, <laughs> wet day. That's actually a great start for a fly well, fishing right. novel instead that's, of a cold, dark night. There you a go. Cool, wet day. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, and we've had that too in. Um, even in the Driftless, remember the time a couple years ago, uh, maybe we weren't quite that far west, but we were west of Madison, Wisconsin, fishing the Big Green River, and oh, we yeah. kind of drove yeah, yeah, into yeah. that river bottom, and it started snowing, and, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we realized, oh man, if we don't get out of here tonight, we're, we're going to get stuck. I think it was. I think they actually had a foot of snow, or a foot and a half of snow yeah, that, that evening. I think so. So, uh, so you have that, and of course, we, we have that in the summer. We, we did this year, the summer at Tower Fall, but uh, I've I've had that in the fall as well. No surprise. I, I remember one time I was floating the Yellowstone with a friend named Bruce, and uh, it was uh, an afternoon float, and once again, the temperature just dropped. It started sleeting. It was so cold. In fact, we stopped and built a fire uh, halfway <laughs> wow. through the float and warmed up enough to, to get the rest of the way, and that was that's one of those sobering things. You realize, you know, in the summer, if you if you would slip and fall and get wet, okay, you know, you're going to have to deal with that. But uh, there's no margin of error in the fall like that. No, you're, the yeah. hypothermia sets in. By the way, did you catch anything that day? Uh, I'm sure I did. I can't remember, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was so cold, I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, the memory is eclipsed. Then, yeah, and sometimes we've had that in the spring, too. We've had that in the bear trap. Oh, we? man, how many times have we gone back there 
and um, you know it's 50 degrees, maybe 45 degrees, 50 degrees and sunny. We hike back. How far is it back? A couple miles? Yeah, a couple miles, right. And uh, we get back there, and all of a sudden the wind picks up, uh, a little squall moves in, and I remember standing, you know where that rock is where we fished? It's kind yeah. of the beginning of the run there. Mm-hmm. And the wind coming around that canyon, oh. that, and you're, you're casting into that wind, and you're just cold. You think, how did this happen? And yet, you, one, you don't want, I don't want to stop, but you also have a hike back. So you, you need to kind of create some margin in case you need to, you're totally cold and need to get back immediately. You That's can't. true. It's true. And the one day we were in there, remember, it snowed so much that uh, we had our, our uh, wading boots with felt soles, and the, the snow was just sticking to the felt soles, just globs of yeah. snow. We had to walk in the water. Uh, the, the trail was a lost cause. Yeah, wow. So you never know what you're going to get when you're uh, fishing. Weather changes, and that's that's true any season of the year. Yeah, it really is. You know, the one thing, uh, you know, I've chatted about this uh, through the years is, you know, we live a life in the suburbs where you're not very cold or you're not very hot. You you don't live in the extremes. And so there's something about, for me, being in the outdoors and being extremely cold that is actually highly invigorating. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. I mean, you're mm-hmm. miserable at the time, but you're 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 kind of feeling something. And, yeah, you uh, really are. And and so much of life, it feels like you go through life and it, you're just numb. And uh, but when you get in the outdoors and you you uh, experience real weather, um, you you know you start to really feel almost at risk. Here's a question for today. How can you prepare for this kind of weather? If you're a fly fisher, uh, we want to talk about some things that we can do. Dave, what do you do to prepare? Well, certainly waders are important. Uh, I know some fly fishers who don't wear waders uh, during the summer, obviously, because it's warm and they wear wading shoes or something. Or, uh, But they, they purchase wa- uh, waders and they purchase ones that are actually extra warm. And so they probably don't wear waders except maybe from October through what may right it depends on mm-hmm. on the day of course but um really good waders will keep you warm and um and the, you know obviously sometimes when we're going back into tower fall even if it's a summer day and i know it's it, it appears to be warm i will pack my waders in yeah um because if all of a sudden you get the snow squall or the or the rain squall and all of a sudden you're you know the temp drops like it did this last summer you know you can down those waders and at least you have you know you have some protection that's really true and if you decide not to use waders that's where it's really important to wear uh, nylon pants kind of the dry fit stuff whether it's shorts or i've got both the shorts or sometimes i'll just wear you know full length pants but they're nylon because they dry a lot quicker and you remember a couple summers ago we were fishing the wyoming bighorn we were floating that with a friend of ours and and again it's so typical it starts out it's about 80 degrees really warm and then remember it dropped into the 50s that day and and maybe it wasn't the 50s it was the low 60s and we were waiting and boy by the end of the day i was i was really chilly and well it rained and yeah um, you're right and so you have that sudden drop in temp with and all of a sudden you're wet you don't have your rain gear on you've been waiting yep. and uh and next thing you know you're miserable 
So yeah, be thoughtful about that. It's I, I get so wrapped up in wanting to catch fish that I, I have to stop and force myself to think, okay, now what, uh, we're going to be back here two miles, we're going to be back here five miles, or we're going to be floating for eight miles. So uh, what am I going to have as far as uh, clothes? And and so yeah, waders, or, or if not waders, uh, yeah, how are you going to do that? Uh, something else that I think is really critical is having a good lightweight rain jacket. That is a must. Yeah, and I, absolutely. I never, I mean, I rarely fly fish without having that on my vest, and it, it doesn't take up much room. Uh, I Years ago, somebody had given me a gift certificate for, for a fly shop, and so I broke down and bought a Sims. Uh, that's top of the line. I, you know, I'm, I'm like any other fly fisher. I'm on a budget, so I uh, usually don't buy a lot of Sims stuff, but I'm, that was an investment. And what I like about about it is it keeps me dry when it's raining but but even when it's not raining it provides warmth it's like a windbreaker it's it's another layer so that's really a good rain jacket is a dual function even if you say well it really doesn't rain that much where I fish number one you're wrong <laughs> number two even if that was true uh, that rain jacket's a dual function uh, you know garment it's gonna it's gonna provide you some warmth it's gonna keep you uh, uh, warm warmer when the, the wind really blows. And it's not that hot either. No, the tendency I think is to, you know, put money towards a nicer rod, you know, a new vest, but certainly, um, great wading boots and also I would say a great wade, uh, rain jacket those are the two things I would invest my money in it's true and we've we've joked before about the uh, uh, the, the people out there who look like they're sim supermodels or Cabela supermodels and they've got all the latest gear but really there, there is a reason why you do invest in some good waders and uh, good wading boots good rain jacket uh, that that's that stuff will really protect you. I would say another uh, way to prepare for certainly warmer weather is to layer your clothing, or colder weather, is to layer your clothing so you can add or subtract. And Steve, what do you use as a base layer? You know, I'm really into uh, kind of the wet, dry uh, fit stuff. Uh, uh, my family <laughs> accuses me of being an Under Armour model, uh, but I, I no one would accuse you of that. <laughs> no. No, okay. They might accuse me of wearing Under Armour stuff but not being the model. All right. Yeah. Good one for you, Dave. But seriously, I, I really like the dry fit stuff, uh, something that will wick moisture away. I, I learned that years ago when I would hunt and, you know, you, you walk in in the morning and you get sweated and then... But then you're standing waiting, you know, for an elk to come by, you know, at eight o'clock on a on a windy ridge. And really, we we face that fly fishing. We walk in a lot to places we uh, we like to go back where other people are not fishing as much. And so, I, I found that we'll walk in three miles somewhere, and I can be kind of sweated up, and and uh, I get there, and then you know the the wind starts to blow a little bit. And that's where that that rain jacket is helpful. But it's helpful to have that base layer that's going to wick. The moisture away so yeah, that's, that, that's an investment it's not just uh, spending money so you look like you you know what you're doing it's uh it's keeping yourself safe yeah 
Hey, something else too uh, that I'd suggest is don't forget about gloves, especially in the spring, especially in the fall. Uh, my hands always get the coldest, and uh, this is where you may want to experiment with different kinds of gloves. Uh, for me, I never understand those ones that that uh, I guess they're designed for for fly fishers or any kind of uh, uh, fishers that that have uh, well, you know about half of your your uh, fingers are, are covered and the ends are not. Well, well, what good is that? You know, the whole point of a glove is to keep your hand warm. That stuff doesn't work for me. So, you know, a good pair of gloves, again, something that's wool, if it's uh, if it's raining, or, or they make some rubberized, uh, maybe even Gore-Tex stuff now that, that can, uh, you know, even if you're dipping your hand into the water, it's going to be okay. But uh, gloves are pretty important. I think along with that, a waterproof hat. And and for years, I've just worn a, an old Woolrich uh, cap that I've used for hunting and kind of a baseball cap style. But uh, that thing has been uh, great, you know, when it's snowed, when it rains. Uh, and sometimes I can just shake it off. The, the water just falls off that. Uh, or a Gore-Tex hat. Sims just came out with a Gore-Tex hat. And even though I said I don't wear that much Sims stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I did buy a Gore-Tex uh, Sims hat when I was in Toronto, Canada. How much did that set you back, You know, it wasn't friend? that expensive. The exchange rate was pretty good. So that's, uh, that's how I justified yeah. it. <laughs> but I, I wear it all the time. And so that that's my, you know, that's how I can justify that purchase. But seriously, uh, something that's going to keep the moisture off your head. Speaking of gloves, uh, and you and I have chatted about this before, I just have always struggled with wearing gloves uh, while I fly fish. Now, I always bring gloves because obviously when your hat, your hands get cold, you want them, you want something to warm them up. But while I'm fly fishing, I don't think the technology is, has, uh, has improved to the point where I can oh. use gloves. Oh, I've gotten more flies stuck in wool gloves. <laughs> At some point, someone will make a breakthrough. Right now, I yeah. just I just struggle to use gloves while I'm actually fly fishing. I found some rubberized ones that work fairly well, but but they have their limits too. Yeah, I know what you mean. The other thing I would say, as you prepare for weather, you always have to bring water, oh, whether so it's important. cold, whether it's hot. Yep. Um, you know, my tendency is to bring food. <laughs> yeah. So our tendency is to bring yeah, food, you know, right. as, as if yeah. the big problem is, you know, we need more calories. Um, but certainly water is, is, is basic. And, um, and that's really a, a kind of a, a necessary element of, of weathering the weather. Well, that's so critical. It's, it's easy to get dehydrated and not realize it. And I'm, I'm convinced a lot of those headaches that I had early on were because I, I didn't take enough water. I'm so eager to get out there and fish and I don't want to be carrying a lot of weight. And so I tell myself, you know, I feel pretty good now. Well, that's just because I drank a half a bottle of water and I was like, I can just wait till I get back to the vehicle. Well, you know, four or five hours later. You still got that throbbing headache. Yeah, that, that's right. So yeah, good one, Dave. You can't emphasize that enough. Something else that uh, fly fishers may not think of, and I think this is important for the spring or the fall, would be to bring a little fire starter kit. You know, have some uh, matches, waterproof matches, or what I like to do. I just put in a little butane lighter 
And I've even carried now some, uh, uh, you know, some newspaper all folded up so I have something to uh, uh, get started. And you can always find dead branches. But I talked about that October Yellowstone float with my friend Bruce a number of years ago and was so thankful that we brought fire starting stuff because it was so cold. Our hands were freezing. And we knew that we had a couple of miles to go before we could take out. And so we, we pulled over and uh, built a fire and warmed up. And uh, that was a real lifesaver. The other thing that um, I bring along, especially in the spring and in the fall, are hand warmers. You know, those little throwaway oh, yeah, hand they're warmers. Great. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems they seem kind of like they seem gimmicky to me. But when you're out there, even a little bit of warmth can, you know, improve your fingers, uh, the temp in your fingers a few degrees. Uh, anything like that can improve the day. Yeah, um, really do. I also will bring a thermos of... Uh, of hot chocolate or coffee. I know that yeah. sounds a little bit more like hunting, but if I can stuff a, you know, a thin thermos of coffee with me and, um, and I'm, you know, three or four miles in, uh, that just makes me happy. That's really true. And if somebody's saying, man, do you put all this in your fly vest? No, I, I carry a day pack. I think you do too. If, yeah. if we're hiking in somewhere, I figure I can hang this on a tree or, or stash it under a rock if we're not in bear country. And, and yeah, it's not like I have to carry it all day, but when, when you're going back in a ways to fish somewhere, you have to bring that extra stuff. I would include in that, put in a small space blanket. I, I caught onto that several years ago. My dad and I bow hunted a lot for elk up in the Absorky Beartooth Mountains in Montana. And uh, we had, uh, boy, we, we made sure that uh, we had enough stuff if we got stuck and had to stay overnight. And that that's small space blanket. A lot of things you can do with that. Uh, a flashlight as well. That's really critical. Because I don't know how many times I've thought, you know, I, I'll stick this in. I don't know why I am because we're going to be back before dark. And then we're not back before dark. And it's often when the fishing is good and, you know, well, just two more casts and, you know, two hours later, uh, realize, you know what, we're going to be walking out in the dark. That reminds me of a story. I grew up in North Dakota. And if you've ever been in North Dakota, you know how cold it is. You know, growing up in North Dakota, you're just always aware of how cold it is and what it can do for you uh, or to you. So recently, it wasn't recently, it was many years ago, we were out snowmobiling and our snowmobile broke down and it was literally 20 degrees below zero with no wind chill. And so we were probably two or three miles away from a farm. Fortunately, and and we broke down without the other snowmobiles snowmobiles around us, but somebody had kind of came across our track and found us and we jumped on their snowmobile and we were okay. But it was just another reminder. We were, again, we were bundled, so it's not like we were out there with our, you know, swimming trunks on. But it was just one of those moments where you go, okay, um, I could die out here. And and it was just a good reminder about always being aware of what you're doing and what the weather's like. Oh, that's for sure. One other thing that I found recently that I didn't think I'd like, but these, they're kind of a new hot item. They're called, uh, I think, 
most everybody refers to them as gators, but it's kind of that, uh, it just kind of looks like a, what, like a tube yeah. of fabric. and Really thin yeah. fabric. And it's that dry fit stuff. And, and some people just kind of wear that around their neck. And first time I did it, I thought this is going to drive me crazy. But my son actually gave me one of those. He, uh, he, get, he gets gear from, uh, you know, plays college football. And so some of their, their sponsors are giving them new stuff like that. And I think Columbia gave them some of those. And, and anyway, I, I tried one of those and, and I actually like it. I, I, it keeps the sun off my neck. Uh, this summer, for the first time, I actually pulled it up over my hat, and I probably look like a, uh, like some sort of a almost like uh, a bank robber. Yeah, yeah, or some <laughs> kind of a, a monster. And but it was great. It it's it's thin enough, like you say, that you don't get too hot. But it, it kept my ears from being sunburned and and uh, my, my neck as well. Well, that'll do it for today. I'm sure there's other suggestions, and if you have some. Those who are listening to our podcast, uh, we'd love to have you make some suggestions about how to weather the weather. So please go to our website, twoguysandariver.com. That's two with a numeral, twoguysandariver.com, and comment on this podcast link. What do you suggest for fly fishers who want to have a safe, enjoyable fly fishing experience when the weather suddenly changes? Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And also subscribe to our podcast via iTunes if you have an iPhone or Stitcher if you have a droid. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Fly fishing.